please, don't worry so much. Because in the end, none of us have very long on this earth. Life is fleeting. And if you're ever distressed, cast your eyes to the summer sky. When the stars are strung across the velvety night, and when a shooting star streaks through the blackness, turning night into day, make a wish. Think of me. And make your life spectacular. I know I did. Okay, Ty. Well, um, we're back again. This is sort of a sort of a special edition of CSP, wouldn't you say? I'd say so, buddy. I'd say this is a special special edition, an in memoriam, if you will. Absolutely. We we come at you guys today with uh, heavy hearts. That's right. We lost uh, we lost somebody this past week. What was it? Monday Monday. I think it was. I think it was Monday. Whenever we first heard the news, so. Mm-hmm. You know, with with you being in Germany, me being all the way over here, and plus the whole Skype thing's kind of a pain in the ass, Ty, it takes a little while to get this put together, but, uh, you know, it gave us time to actually plan it out, so. It is. We're we're a little bit late, but really, there should be like a one-year mourning period for this this loss. Absolutely. And And of course, folks, we're talking about Robin Williams. The man himself, Robin Williams, um... I mean, if if there's anybody that's been listening to the show since the beginning, you know, I I feel like one of our one of the first episodes where we really found our own tie was um, mm-hmm. in episode three, whenever we had a, an amazing discussion about Jack. And after after I feel like after we got done with that discussion, it was like, okay, I know what CSP is now. <laughs> that was definitely kind of a defining moment of uh, of CSP. Was talking about both of our love. Of Jack and how crazy and weird and fucked up that movie was, and then how awesome Robin Williams was. I didn't realize that was so early though. Episode three. It was episode three. You know, whenever you're whenever you're putting together a podcast, you don't really know what to talk about. I guess it doesn't take too long before you start breaking out Robin Williams conversations. You know, you gotta you gotta kill the dead air with something. You gotta fill it with something. So. You can fill it with Robin Williams pretty easily. But. You know, I'm sure that there were so many people out there that were shocked by this death. It's like it just came out of nowhere. And for me, one of the biggest shocks was it's like I didn't even really put into perspective how much Robin Williams meant to me. You know, like I forgot about it. It's like, oh, shit, Robin Williams was a huge part of my life, and now he's gone. Yeah, I think uh, I think that was the case with everybody, man. I don't think anybody really 
he seemed um, like untouchable. Like he seemed just like he just seemed like a kind of background noise almost, and not in a bad way. But he was just like there. He was just Robin Williams. He was always there, putting out movies and making everybody laugh. And it was like, yeah, that's Robin Williams, of course. And then it wasn't until that he's gone that you're just like, oh shit, there's a Robin Williams shaped hole in the universe now that she didn't even know would have been there. But yeah, I think everybody felt the same way. How did you? How did you find out? Um. Well, I was actually um, our our friend, our our former coworker Leo was over here. I was helping her with her computer as. Uh, mm-hmm been doing the last couple weeks as uh you know there's been more problems arising with that she's been she's been coming over and i've been helping her out with that and then um we were sitting here trying to figure out what was going on with this macbook and then all of a sudden um i guess jenna was on google and uh she rudely interrupted the conversation that i was having with leah dude and i was Mm -hmm. like now what is so important i'm trying to talk with leah about this macbook and then she's like robin williams just died and i was like why are you lying to me now about this (laughs) That's not even a sentence that could be considered true. Yeah. Why are you saying it? This is so rude. <laughs> and then Leah was like, as you know, sort of a, a motherly type of advice that she had. Let's turn on CNN because that's exactly what my mom would say. I would never think of like, hey, let's go to the to the channel with the news on the TV. I didn't. That didn't even cross my mind that day at all. <laughs> yeah, I know. But Leah was like, turn on CNN. So sure enough, we did. And I'm like, what are the odds that it's gonna fucking be like, you know? breaking news but sure enough dude for the next two days it was nothing but robin williams passed away front Uh, and center on cnn shit that sucks yeah dude i just uh i guess like when the news hit over there i'd been basically going to sleep so i didn't hear about it until i woke up here which is probably about like seven or eight hours after everybody else started hearing about it Uh um but i woke up and like a complete like technology addicted loser like reached over grabbed my tablet still laying in bed signed on just to see what's going on went on the old facebook and the first thing i see is like a million posts like robin williams and i was just like my brain just didn't comprehend it i was just like you're like there's another robin williams i was i was like i was like i know it says robin williams but there's like it has to be like another robin williams is that actually his name is that robin williams and i was like also half asleep and half groggy so I was like, it must be somebody else, like Robin Williams. That can't be it. And then there's like an English musician called Robbie Williams. I don't know if you know him, but he's huge over here. Yeah. So I was like, maybe they mean Robbie Williams. Is it Robbie? And I was like, who's named Robbie? Is is Robbie Robbie or is Robin Robbie? <laughs> I was just, and then it, and then finally, I just like went to Google News and just dropped dropped the bricks on me. It was shitty. It was a shitty wake up. I like that you were like crossing your fingers. God, please be Robbie Williams. Please be Robbie Williams. I was. I was totally like – and what's funny is my little brother who's uh, – who's, I mean he's English. He's half half English, half black. Um, but he was like – when he heard about it, he was like, please don't be Robbie. Please don't be Robbie. <laughs> and, I was, and I was on the other side like, please be Robbie. But, oh, uh, man. Yeah, it ruined my day, man. It was it was horrible news to get, and did we did we finally did they finally release like how it happened, what exactly went down? Um, the last I've heard is that uh, they left him like at nine or something at night. He went into his room, and I guess him and his wife kind of have separate rooms sometimes in their house, and they just hadn't heard from him all all morning. She woke up and went to work or something, and just assumed that he was still asleep, but his. 
I think it was his assistant, is the one that found him. And she went over to the house to see what was going on. And she walked in about noon or something and found him. Um, I guess he asphyxiated himself. Like, I th- it sounds like he, which is weird. It sounds like the same thing that happened in World's Greatest Dad. Wasn't he in the, um, didn't the kid, like, didn't he end up hanging himself, in, like, by the closet? Yeah, he was, uh, the kid was jacking off and he tied, uh, like, a scarf around his throat. And he, like, it was like he was on his knees, but he was, he fell forward a little too yeah. hard. Um that was the first thing that came to my my mind was like, holy shit! It's just like World's Greatest Dad. Yeah, and wasn't the was the was the scarf against what the it was in the closet, right? Yeah, which is weird because that's that's exactly like Robin Williams. He had it wedged in the in the door, I guess, between the door and the wall. He had it wedged there, is what I've heard. Man, you know, like where my mind goes right away is just like a it's just like a a terrible thought, but. Like Robin Williams being on the set of World Gre- World's Greatest Dad, and he's like, you know, now how is he going to strangle himself with this scarf? This isn't really going to work. And then the crew is like, no, check it out. If you tie it like this, mm-hmm. and then he do it like this, this is how it happens. And he's putting it together in his head, like, oh shit, I could really pull this off if I decide to later. Right? Yeah, I kind of thought the same thing, man. It was just like strangely coincidental. It's nuts. It's just like. Uh... I don't know. I guess I guess everybody knew that he had like problems and addiction and stuff and even with some depression. But he's just not somebody that you would have ever thought would have done that. Like out of everybody in Hollywood, all the comedians who would kill themselves. You're not like, yeah, Robin Williams. Okay, he does. He seems like he's got his own problems, definitely. But he's he's able to overcome them, you know, just because he just always seems so like happy and jovial and, you know, Mm -hmm. It's it's hard to it's hard to think about him being depressed, which is even worse because, you know, the sad crying clown. Nobody really thinks about his feelings because he's too busy making everybody else laugh. Yeah, I've seen that quote going around. What is it, Pagliacci? Have you seen that? Pagliacci, yeah. From uh, what is that from? Um, the the Watchmen. Oh yeah. Oh that. Oh the quote from the Watchmen. I thought you were actually talking about the opera. But yeah, uh, um, um, what is that quote from the Watchmen? I, that was one of my favorite quotes in the Watchmen. Um, let me look it up real quick. Yeah, it was Rorschach's yes. quote. It was after the comedian had it come out that he'd been killed, and that that's that's perfect, dude, for this scenario. Yeah, I've seen a ton of, and it just yeah it made so much sense. So here's the quote: Heard joke once. Man goes to the doctor, says he's depressed, says life seems harsh and cruel, says he feels all alone in a threatening world where what lies ahead is is vague and uncertain. Doctor says treatment is simple. Great clown Pagliacci is in town tonight. Go and see him. That should pick you up. The man bursts into tears, says, but doctor, I am Pagliacci. Boom. Which is boom. So, yeah, man. And I guess, I mean, it makes sense. Like, a lot of comedians are, I think, uh, they kind of have their own demons they're dealing with. And I think a lot of people use humor to cover up, you know, what they're really feeling or what they might really want to display. So I guess that was obviously him. Well, I actually, the night before, and I wanted to tell you about this too, because it was so strange, man. It was like, you know, I I haven't thought about Robin Williams in a while, Mm -hmm. as I'm sure you probably didn't either until like you pop in a movie and you're like, oh shit, I I remember how awesome this movie was. Robin Williams is so so cool. Yeah. Um, I had gone for like a long time without watching a Robin Williams movie. And the night before he died, I was staying up really late because I've been getting in this habit of just fucking staying up to like four in the morning and watching, watching movies and shit. But mm-hmm. 
just out of nowhere, I, I decided I'm going to pop in Tim and Eric, Awesome Show, Great Job, Season 2 mm-hmm. on DVD. You know, completely out on a whim. It's not a show I watch very often. I put it in, and I just randomly pick an episode, um, which happened to be called Robin. And I'm watching the episode, and it it's a really cool episode, by the way. Um Eric Eric decides that he's going to leave the the comedy team and he because he feels like he's not up to to par with Tim and he mm-hmm. wants to give Tim a comedy legend to work with so he brings him his very own Robin Williams. <laughs> and it's this dude that is a Robin Williams impersonator and he looks a lot like Robin Williams and he's got the act down perfectly. That's awesome. But whenever he gives Tim this Robin Williams, Tim obviously cannot control Robin Williams. He's running all around the room, jumping on the couch, like, you know, looking out the window, mm-hmm. saying nanu nanu and all kinds of shit. Tim, I got you something. What? It's a present. Come what on. is it? It's a present. Come open it. What is this? <laughs> I got you a Robin Williams. Why? What? I don't get it. What is it? Listen, we both know my comedy hasn't been 100%, and of course yours has. And I just felt like you should have someone, like a true comedy genius, to work with. It's, it's yours. It's your Robin Williams, buddy. So he just works like a regular Robin Williams? Yeah. Just take He's him like, anywhere? Take him home and you can workshop ideas with him and have dinner. Anything you want. I don't know what to say. I mean, he's... You are, thank you, you very much. Group hug! Group hug, baby! You know, let me get a photo of you. Oh, 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 get up! Robin, where you, where, you, where you going, Robin? Robin! That was the that was the whole episode I was watching. It all revolved around this Robin Williams character, and I was like, "Oh, okay, you know, Robin Williams. That's so him." And then the next the next day, I heard about this. It was just kind of strange how those pieces yeah. fell together. That is crazy. Oh, yeah. There's a uh, there's this this other coincidence that happened not with me, but uh, there's a website IGN, which I think is just all like video games and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. But there's message boards, and one guy, you can look up the thread if you want. I'm sure you can just search, like, IGN Robin Williams or something. Should come up because it got huge, like, right after. But Friday night, a couple days before he died, um, some guy just posts a random thread that's titled, like, it says something like, do you guys all realize that that Robin Williams is going to die? And um, What the fuck? And I think any basically what and he was like I just want a like celebratory thread for Ro- just celebrating Robin Williams and I think really all he was saying is like guys we need to talk about Robin Williams and love Robin Williams because that's something we need to do not because he knew he was gonna die but just because he's like one day he's gonna die do you all realize that um, but yeah it was like two days before and then all of a sudden Robin Williams dies Robin Williams dies that's fucking and- crazy man. I know, yeah, and you can read through it and see, like, everybody's responses, like, to start with. They were like, yeah, it's pretty awesome. I love, like, Jack and stuff like that. And then um, and then it, like, goes dark for, like, a couple of days. And then, like, Sunday evening or whatever, like, whenever it gets announced, people come back and they're like, the fuck, dude? And they also they start accusing him of killing Robin Williams. Well, sure. I mean, what else would you be thinking? Who? I mean, who yeah. comes out and says that? I think you're right, though. Looking, looking at it, though, it's like... 
whenever you look at your dad and you're like, holy shit, man, one day my dad's going to die. You know, it's going to be fucked up. Yeah. It's like Robin Williams is getting older and he's not going to be around forever. Yeah, I think that's kind of what it looked like. What he was saying is like he realized Robin Williams is getting old and that he's going to be dead soon. So, man, that's yeah. crazy. There were um there were like a, a bunch of just crazy coincidences that were going around because also just completely, you know, has nothing to do with me, but I was listening to Howard Stern because I wanted to to get his take the next morning to hear, you know, what he had to say about Robin Williams. Yeah. And he had like a super strange coincidence too that he was talking about. Um apparently back in the 90s he had Robin Williams on and you know Howard will go on and and say that earlier in his career he was a bit of an asshole. He wasn't like as good of an interviewer as he is now and he wasn't as mm-hmm. polite to guests. He didn't he cared more about himself than than actually being interested in what guests had to say. He always regretted this Robin Williams interview because I think um, he kind of pissed Robin Williams off. I, I think he was referring to like Robin Williams' wife as like the maid or something because he married like his former cleaning lady or just something weird like that. But anyways, Robin Williams never came back on his show after that, and it was like it was like 25 years or something. So Howard was saying that <clears throat> just out of the blue – He's been really thinking a lot about Robin Williams and like, you know, I need to write him. I need to to just let him know that I'd love to have him back on the show if he ever wants to come. And if he doesn't, I fully understand. Mm-hmm. And he said that he's been he's been kind of flirting with us with this idea for the past few weeks. And then all of a sudden, the the night before, he said that it just kind of hit him like he had to do it. Like, I have to get this out to him. Yeah. And he said that while he was writing this email to Robin Williams, his wife came in and was like, did you hear the news about Robin Williams? Whoa. Like, how crazy is that, man? That's nuts, yeah. Something going on on a deeper level here, Ty. It is, man. It's, you know what it is? Robin Williams touched us all, bro. I'm, you know, I, I'm surprised and I'm not surprised with how just... Like everything, like even like I was telling you about the Apple website, you know, how they fucking had a, a tri- they've had three tributes I've seen. They've had one for Steve Jobs, yeah. they've had one for Nelson Mandela, and now they have one for Robin Williams. That's awesome. It's <laughs> fucking crazy, man. Yeah, dude, he deserves it. There's, I don't, I don't know if there's anybody, who else is like more universally loved than Robin Williams? It's like really even people hated Steve Jobs and I'm sure some people hated Nelson Mandela. But who <laughs> does, does anybody hate Robin Williams? Like, really? You can't hate Robin Williams. He didn't do. I mean, it was, OK, so maybe you didn't like, you know, fucking Mrs. Doubtfire, which is insane <laughs> to say. But even if you didn't like one of his movies, how the fuck could mm-hmm. you? I could see maybe like you were annoyed by Robin Williams a couple times because. Yeah, sure. He he did seem like he would be a hard guy to hang out with. I always got that impression of him. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I he seemed like manic. The thing that I loved about him is just anytime he was out in public or out around people, it seemed like he was um, just so eager to make everybody laugh. And like not in a like I'm going to be the spotlight or I'm going to be the limelight, but just in a like I have to get these people laughing. Like I have to make everybody smile and make everybody's day a little nicer. Um, and he did it like. He did. He would be just like a complete jackass. He'd just be like a complete silly idiot, and it wouldn't matter. Like he just hadn't. He wasn't conscious of it. He just wanted to get people laughing. Um, so it was like really. He had really like selfless comedy. Yep, and that's that's where the quote, the Pagliacci quote, really comes into play because he was the sad crying clown, but he couldn't go see the sad crying clown. Man, that was mm-hmm. that was who he was. Yeah. 
Well, Ty, let's take a break here because um, you know we'll we'll talk about some movies whenever we get back. But I would like to to throw in a couple of clips of some of his stand up that maybe people hadn't really got a chance to listen to because, like we were saying. I knew that he that he had a lot of stand up, but I didn't realize that he had like six albums that he released. Wow! Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't realize he had that many either. Yeah. So we'll throw some clips in and stuff, and then um, we'll uh, we'll talk about that on the other side on CSP. Come inside my mind and see what it's like when a comedian eats the big one. <laughs> Come on in. I'm doing brilliant. I'm improvising like crazy. No, you're not, you fool. You're just doing pee-pee caca, no substance. You're not talking about any truths, no realities. Why don't you change the nature of man instead of just talking about drugs and people passing out? Help the world. Shut up, both of you. I'm the rational mind. We'll have to release the subconscious. He'll be the arbitrator. <laughs> not tonight. Page intellect. Uh, page and intellect. Sequence 2B, Amrak phase and ego check. <laughs> Too late. Sequence phasing and now killer routine. 1B, phase in now. These two goys walk into a bar. <laughs> Early, pause the response. Go to killer routine. B, phasing in now. Ego check again. Hey, I'm fantastic. Too late. Phasing in now. Moving in. Where are you from? Early warning signals. Go to secondary routine now. Anything goes. Try dynamite drug routine. 1B. Killer response. Tragically hip routine. Phasing in now. How about that Babylonian Tupperware? <laughs> mayday. 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 <laughs> All systems overload. Ego check now. They've seen the movie. Move to secondary response. Secondary response. Memory tape. Playback. But first, Vegas. Pity response. 1B. Try to go up. Send in the clown. <laughs> Not buying the bullshit. Career over. Anything goes. Memory tape. Look for memory tape. Oh, family fam. Play back now. Phase in now. Miss Williams, I dropped the baby. I don't know why. Daddy? Daddy? Lori, let's move. He'll never find us. <laughs> father? Father, I want to be an actor. Watch. To be or... Damn. <laughs> All systems overload, subconscious, finding its way through. <laughs> well, fuck you, what do you want from me anyway? Well, we're back on CSP on this uh, Robin Williams edition of Complete Sentences podcast. Mm-hmm. So, Just uh, remembering, yeah, remembering and uh, paying homage to the man and the myth and the legend. Yep, this episode, you know, in in a way, Ty, it's uh, it's really just kind of freeing to do this episode because it, it feels like. You know, normally we're kind of going off of a script, basically, for CSP. This one's just kind of a free-flowing, we're just going to kind of do it until we get tired of doing it, and, you know, we're just speaking his name. That's what we're doing, yeah. Usually we have everything laid out. We have cue cards. Oh, several rehearsals. Like, you know, we've we've gone over... We well, I have my assistant usually break down some of the some of the hot... We call them the high spots, basically, the, the jokes that they've <laughs> written for me in the episode. Oh, yeah. And um, I have my assistant read as you, and then I hit my high my high spots. But yeah, this one we're just kind of we're just going just going uh you know free flowing it. 
I like it. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think, uh, I think one of the biggest things that struck me I th- the most that, like, because I, I was pretty, it ruined my day for sure, but it had me down for a couple of days, too. And I think the biggest thing was thinking that, like, Robin Williams seemed to be this huge, like, vivacious personality and this, like, he seemed to be such, like, a bright and shining person, you know, in a world of just complete shit. And then for him to be like, it's too much, I can't do it. And then to do this, you're just like, oh, God, like, what kind of chance do we have? Like, what kind of chance do I have if fucking Robin Williams can't hack it? Like, yeah. so I don't know. Just made the world seem a little darker. Just like, oh, like, even he can be taken out. It's true, man. And, you know, <clears throat> I, I I really thought about sending you a message to let you know because I figured there was a good chance that you didn't hear about it because it was like mm-hmm. normally I'm the last person to hear about any any kind of celebrity death but the way this worked it was just like boom I heard about it and it was brand new news and I thought for a second man maybe I should message Ty and then I yeah. just like and then I just like pictured you just like sleeping you know like like a little kid and I was like you know what <laughs> just let him sleep you know just let him let him let him live in a Robin Williams world for just a few more hours. We'll just let him have it for a little bit longer, you know. And yeah, uh, yeah. thank you. Yeah. And then uh, unfortunately you had to wake up in like a, a stupor and read about it and but you know what? I wanted you to if anything I I gave you Robin Williams for a little bit longer than everybody else. You got to hang on to him. You did, buddy. I went to the little Robin Williams place in my mind that night to my little Robin Williams land. Well, Ty, I thought it would be interesting. I mean, of course, we're, we're going to go over some of our favorite movies here, but I found a pretty pretty cool article that was some of the lost roles of Robin Williams. So for one reason or another, he got beat out by another actor. He kind of stopped pursuing this role. Whatever the case may be, it was a role that, that could have been a Robin Williams vehicle. I mean, right off the bat, if you're familiar with the show Taxi... Yeah. Um, the Jeff Conway character was Bobby Wheeler, the dude with the long hair, kind of the cool, the oh, cool yeah, guy. Yeah. That was uh, that was almost a Robin Williams vehicle. Oh wow! Yeah. No, I didn't know that. And it says, um, according to IMDb, Williams had already committed to another sitcom, that being Mork and Mindy. So I think he made the right decision on that one. Yeah, I guess he did. Huh? And then going going further, we were actually just talking about this, um, the role of Jack Torrance in The Shining. That could have been insane. I can't even imagine what that one might have been like. Yeah, no kidding, dude. I mean, it's hard to say because we know it so well with, with Jack Nicholson, but mm. I feel like it couldn't have been anyone else playing that role, but yeah. it, it would have been interesting to see Robin Williams. Definitely. I think uh, what it, Kubrick's, when, when they asked him why or something, Kubrick said he was too manic. I think that's that was his. I think that was the quote or something like that. Like he's he was too manic. He's too manic for Jack Torrance. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, this is pretty interesting too. <clears throat> Just reading this, Nicholson's famous "Here's Johnny" line was imp- improvised by the actor. So if Robin Williams had taken the part, that snippet of dialogue wouldn't have been included in the film and wouldn't have been part of the cultural lexicon. Whoa. Yeah. Just a little fun fact for you there. Yeah. Um, the role of Ned on Three Amigos, the Martin Short role. Oh, wow. And I could have easily seen Robin Williams fitting into that movie. I could see him fitting into there, too. Although, I'm glad, I'm kind of glad Martin Short got that one. Oh, yeah. Because he's awesome in that. But it's interesting, yeah. How about um, 
Robert Downey Jr.'s role in Chaplin, the 1992 Chaplin movie. Whoa, now that I can definitely see. Yeah. Now, seeing Robin Williams play Charlie Chaplin, that would have been pretty epic. That might have been pretty cool, yeah. Um, and it says also <laughs> the Denzel Washington role in Philadelphia. Oh, really? Yeah, and I guess the reasoning for that, um, the director was concerned that he needed a comedic actor to balance out the drama. Director Jonathan Demme briefly considered casting Bill Murray or Robin Williams before um, Denzel Washington became available. Oh, wow. Huh. I can see I can see him doing that. He's a pretty fantastic, dramatic actor. Yeah. I mean, I hope they wouldn't have wanted him to make him comedic with it, but, yeah, I think he could have done that. And um, Aladdin, The Return of Jafar. I, I didn't even realize that Robin Williams didn't play the role of Genie in the second Aladdin movie. Yeah, he didn't play it in the second one, and then he came back for the third one, I think. Wow. Like, yeah. that's... <laughs> And that that might not be one of the roles that you think of immediately with Robin Williams, but it just seems like that's one that couldn't be anybody else, man. He was he was genie. Yeah, he was absolutely genie. Yeah, they they got a guy to like kind of sound like him, but it wasn't the same, of course. Yeah, you know who it was? Who was it? It was Dan Castellaneta, the voice of Homer Simpson. Really? Yeah, I can totally see that now. I can hear that. Yeah. But huh. man, looking back on Aladdin, just what a brilliant fucking role that he had on with Genie. That was brilliant. Yeah, really, dude. He killed everything he did, but with that, and that had everything too. Yeah, singing, dancing. Here's one for you, Ty. Um, the role of Rubius Hagrid in the Harry Potter movie. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> wow, it's, that would have been crazy. It says Warner Brothers wanted him to play Hagrid, but J.K. Rowling had had final approval over the cast and nixed the idea, opting mainly to hire British actors. Williams said, There were a couple of parts I would have loved to play, but there was a ban on American actors. There was, which is one of the reasons those movies ended up being as good as they were, is because she had a lot of say-so in it. So That would have been awesome, but hey. It would have been awesome. I kind of almost feel like if Robin Williams had played that role, it would have just become the Robin Williams movie. Like, he would have kind of overshadowed, you know, the entire cast. Yeah, he probably would have. And really, his Hagrid's role is pretty small in the movies. Um, so, yeah, he wouldn't have been a main part at all. Um, the role of Willy Wonka in the, the remake of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory that ended up going to Johnny Depp. Yeah, now that he should have done. Yeah, That would have been pretty tight. Yeah. Um, and then just let me see what else we got. Uh, the role of Harvey Milk that was later won out by Sean Penton. And then how about this? Good Morning Chicago, which was never filmed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, it was after the popularity of Good Morning Vietnam, so there was going to be a sequel to that. Oh, wow. And this one breaks my heart, Ty, but um, Mrs. Doubtfire 2. Oh! Was that something they were working on, or...? It it wasn't it, it it just says it was never filmed. I'm sure it had always been in like pre-production where they were just kind of yeah. coming up with the idea. But let me see what it says here about um about Mrs. Doubtfire too. After everyone found out Mrs. Doubtfire's true identity in the original, it seemed like a sequel wouldn't have made much sense. Plus, it especially plus it's especially strange that they tried to produce it so long after the fact. The proposed sequel would have involved William's character using the Mrs. Doubtfire costume to keep an eye on his daughter while she stays away at college. Uh, Any reason it was witness protection program would have been my first thing. <laughs> that would have been great. Oh shit. 
Any reason for the character to do- to don the dress seems like a flimsy excuse, and the one doesn't feel like an exception. I can't think of a conceivable situation that would call for Robin Williams' character to don drag again, but I guess the original was pretty implausible, too. While the prospect of Mrs. Doubtfire's sequel didn't interest me, I would love to see a movie starring David Cross as his Arrested Development character, uh, <laughs> disguising himself as Mrs. Doubtfire-inspired alter ego. <laughs> I forgot about those episodes. Yeah, Rest of Development. But um, yeah, so there there are some uh, some roles that who knows, man. They may, may have been better, may have been worse. We'll never know for sure. Never know. Uh, that's too bad, man. I think uh, another reason this is affecting everybody so much is he was just such an iconic part of like everyone's childhood. Who's probably born after what, like nineteen sixty or something. Like Mork and Mindy, starting from the early days, Mork and Mindy, yeah, going up through the 80s, Mork and Mindy, and then every, every single year he had a new movie out with like Jumanji, Jack, Miss Dauber. Yeah, it was just constant, so Hook, freaking Hook. Um, One that, that I hadn't thought of in a while was Toys, you remember that one? Yeah, man, Um, <laughs> that's funny, I was just talking to my brother about Toys like a couple weeks ago, it's the craziest most insane movie ever. It really is, man. It's it's kind of a ridiculous movie. It's awesome, but there's a there's a pretty. I think we talked about that podcast. How did this get made? It was about like movies, and they would just watch like an awful movie and then discuss like how could they have possibly made this? And toys. There was a toys episode, and at that time I had forgotten how ridiculous that movie was. But it's ridiculous. Pretty ridiculous, absolutely. Um, looking back here, let's see. What about okay? What what are your opinions on the uh, the Popeye movie? Uh, Popeye movie, it was never for me, man. Um, I've never, but I've never been a big Popeye fan. Even as a kid, like I was just like Popeye, take him or leave him, whatever. So the movie just didn't appeal to me that much, and I think I didn't really see it until I was way too old, anyway. So I kind of I, never did anything for me. The movie has gotten just terrible reviews from every critic they've said it's just you know just a shitty movie but going back man i i would i would definitely recommend you watch it again at least um yeah yeah the entire movie it's just kind of i was reading um let me see who the director is robert altman Mm -hmm. and uh I mean, the entire movie, well, besides the fact that um, Harry Nielsen did the entire soundtrack for it. Soundtrack was great, yes. Yeah. Um, it, the whole movie's kind of got just like a little bit of, of darkness to it. You know, it's it's sort of like set in a cartoony world, but it's kind of dark at the same time. Yeah, I can remember that being dark, just like on hanging out like really run down docks and shit. Yeah. And just a little bit of a fantasy element to it. I can remember that, yeah. I just haven't watched it since I was probably like 12 or 13 or something. That's on my list to go back and watch now. I haven't rewatched it, but since I'm right. I'm watching Robin Williams, I'm I'm going to go back into that with an open mind and I'm I'm kind of expecting, you know, a little more out of it than all these like three-star reviews I'm reading on IMDb. Yeah. And I'm sure whatever you can say about it, he did a fantastic job, I'm sure. And also Ty, you've never seen One Hour Photo, man. I've never seen One Hour Photo, man. It's always been um one of those movies that was just on the periphery where I was just like, I need to watch that. It looks pretty awesome, and I just never got around to it. I think that I, I speak for a lot of people whenever I say that. That really was a good movie. Um, mm-hmm. 
he he plays a really creepy actor. He can he can really just tear up a dramatic like psychological thriller role. Yeah, man. But basically, he plays the creepy guy at the at the photo booth that that's following this family forever just through their photos. Wow, really? You know, developing all their photos. Yeah, I'm definitely putting that on my list for sure. Yeah, I think one of my favorites. Did you ever see the the Fisher King with uh, Jeff Bridges? No, I have not. What's that about? Yeah, that's a fantastic. It's um Jeff Bridges plays this like talk radio host. And he kind of falls out of grace from from the limelight. Like I forgot what happens. He does something, and I think somebody like kills himself. Like basically, some guy that he was messing with kills himself, and he just falls out of grace. But he meets this homeless man, and it's um it's actually it's directed by Terry Gilliam. You know Terry Gilliam, so it's got that element to it. But he meets this crazy homeless man, um, Robin Williams, who believes in like this weird street god so there's this whole fantasy element to it of robin williams having these delusions of like this crazy knight and like garbage armor like running him down in the streets um and i think he has like a shady past like his wife died or something but uh it's a beautiful movie man and it's um yeah it's just about like jeff bridges trying to help him out and then of course along the way jeff bridges realizes he's the one that needed help it was him all along it was him it's a fantastic movie though I just watched that for the first time, like, I don't know, maybe like six or seven months ago. Yeah, I'm going to have to check that one out there. I mean, you know, how we were talking about how, um, you know, even on the Apple website, everybody's just kind of stopping and remembering Robin Williams. If you look on Netflix, like even the What's Hot, they're all Robin Williams movies. Yeah. iTunes on their iTunes movies. It's all fucking Robin Williams movies. Yep. So... I think it is a good time to really go back and just remember. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back and and s- some movies that I haven't seen. I have not seen Death to Smoochie. Oh, you haven't seen it, yeah? No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check that out. Um, and then uh, another one that I haven't seen is um, Man of the Year, where he plays the president. Yeah, I haven't seen that either. Um, and I know it didn't really get that great of reviews when it was out, and it wasn't it wasn't a hit or anything. But what I've heard of it is that it's it's way more of a it's funny but it's also way more of a drama so it was marketed as supposed to be just a comedy like this crazy robin williams gets into the white house he's the president so it's supposed to be hilarious <laughs> he wears a powdered was, wig yeah right but what it really was was like a drama and a commentary on i don't know the country and politics and stuff so i've heard, i haven't seen it either though it's on my list and then not to mention the live stand-up acts that he, that he had. Like, uh, his latest one was uh, Weapons of Self-Destruction. Yeah, I just watched that, too, like, the day after. Man, um, you're really beating yourself up, though, dude, just watching his live comedy acts. and I know, I watched it, like, the day after. It was awful. I, I can see you just, for some reason, like, you're crying and you're... You're ripping like you're you're ripping the the tape out of cassette tapes, just like that you mixed, you know, and just crying, <laughs> ripping up photos. Yeah, dude, it cut me deep, man. He's such a fantastic like. He gets a lot of credit, obviously, for being hilarious, but for being a dramatic actor. I mean, all of the movies that he's been, like had a dramatic role in, like we just talked about, The Fisher King and and One Hour Photo, and then did you see Insomnia? I think. It's like set in Alaska, and there's a killer. And um, who's the f- who's the famous uh, Al Pacino? Okay, is like a he's like a detective trying to figure out who the killer is in Alaska. Um, and Robin Williams is in it. No spoilers. 
yeah, he's in all these really awesome dramatic roles, and he's a fantastic actor. And I think even with his comedy, like he has a, like a humanity and a, and a warmth and even like a sadness that kind of shines through. And then, you know, also you got that fucking Bicentennial Man, mm-hmm. Patch Adams. Patch Adams, dude. Um, shit, I don't know, another one, too, that I, <laughs> I was just going to bring up, but it just goes on and on. And the movies mm-hmm. are all different genres, and that's just kind of, that's why he was a superstar, man, because he he could do it all. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know what else what else there is to say. I don't know, man. We're never gonna have another Robin Williams. It is true that that's you know we're not gonna see another one like him. Mm-hmm. I did want to ask you: Did you watch um, that new show, uh, The Crazy Ones? I never watched that. No, the one with like Sarah Michelle Gellar. No, I never watched it. Did you watch it? I have not, but I was I was just curious because I. I really, to be honest with you, I didn't give a shit about it whenever I saw the trailers, so I really just didn't dig too deep into it. But looking back at it now, how it was like one of his final, you know, his final mm-hmm. TV role, it's going to be kind of cool to to just kind of look back on it. But yeah, I'm gonna have to give it a try, and who knows, who knows if I'll love it because it's him or if it's actually any good. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna give it a try too. He has like four, three or four movies that are still going to be coming out. What do, what do we got going on there? Uh. Doesn't look too promising. A merry, <laughs> a merry friggin' Christmas is one. Okay, and that's a Christmas comedy. Which uh oh, but hey, that looks like it's out this year, this November. Um, he's got Night Museum three, which I'm all about actually. I'm there playing a little Teddy Roosevelt, Br- bringing it back with the Teddy R. And then he's got looks like an animated called Absolutely Anything, and it's a teacher. A teacher experiences a series of mishaps after discovering he has magical powers. And actually, no, it's not animated. This might actually be good. It's uh, Kate Beckinsale, Simon Simon Pegg, um, directed by Terry Jones, one of the Monty Python. So actually, that could be really good. Man, I feel like that's just going to make me terribly sad watching that movie. Just like, yeah, oh, well, shit. Yeah, well, dude, that's weird. If that's his last movie, um, that's directed by Terry Jones, who is... One of Monty Python and Heath Ledger's last movie was The Imaginary of Dr. Parnassus, which was Terry Gilliam's, who was in Monty Python. That was his. I thought you were just going for two Terry's on that, but you took it even deeper. (laughs) Who's both who are both named Terry? (laughs) (laughs) What a coincidence. I was like, all right, Ty. All right. I'm following you, man. (laughs) (laughs) The Curse of Monty Python. Those bastards. Well. You know, I I feel like we've we've said it all here, man. Um, I mean, like I said, we really didn't we really didn't have anything we wanted to do. We just wanted to kind of nerd out on uh, Robin Williams for about an hour, which is what we've done. Yeah, and uh, just kind of remember him for for what he was, and to thank him for everything that he's given us. You know, over the years. Yeah, for sure, man. I think. Us just like anybody our age or anywhere near it just grew up watching his movies religiously. I mean, I used to wear the shit out of Jumanji. I used to love Jumanji <laughs> and uh, and Hook too. So, and not only that, but he was just an awesome person. Have you heard like what he did um, with uh, Christopher Reeves? And Christopher Reeves, you know, who played Superman, and then he got paralyzed. 
in like a in like a I think it was like a horse riding accident. Uh-huh. But after he got paralyzed and he was in the hospital, um, him and uh, him and Robin Williams used to be roommates like through college or something. Um, so they were always really good friends. And um, after he got paralyzed, Robin Williams busted into his into his hospital room dressed as a doctor and he uh, he used like a Russian accent and started telling him he was there to do to do the colonoscopy or to, to check his colon. <laughs> and so Christopher Reeves said that that was like such a bright, shiny moment in such a shitty, shitty, awful situation. <sighs> fucking Robin Williams, dude. He's fucking awesome. Jesus. I can mm-hmm. totally see him with the with the Russian accent too. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but I mean a lot of a lot of people also don't know how much he would like dedicate to charity and just donate tons of money, man. Like yeah. he, he wasn't one of those people that, you know, he didn't he didn't have to be on camera whenever he was donating money to charity. You know, it was kind of mm-hmm. behind the scenes, but he he would he would donate to several charities and nobody knew about it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, right. He didn't have to be out there and well publicized or anything. He just was a good guy. It's a good guy all around. So I, I think that we should we should still take this time to go back and uh, watch some of the movies that we'd missed out on and really just appreciate um, the person that was on this world, you know, and entertained us because he was one of a kind, Ty. Yeah, absolutely. And if and if you guys get a chance, watch uh, What Dreams May Come, which is about him. He dies basically and goes to heaven. And his wife, she uh, she kills herself, and he has to. He basically he loves her so much, and they're soulmates that he decides to go down into hell to try to get her out, even at like detriment to himself. It was it's from like 1999 or something. Dude, um, I've never even heard of that. that. Sounds pretty. That sounds pretty awesome. Dude, it's sick. Watch it tonight if you can. Um, it's awesome, and it has so many. It's really relevant to what's going on now because it has suicide and it has. And then, of course, you get to see Robin Williams running around in heaven. And it's be- it's beautifully made. It has beautiful imagery. Um, What's it called again? What Dreams May Come. What Dreams May Come. Okay, I'm going to check yeah. that out. Yeah. And I'll be checking out some of the deep cuts. I'll be watching One Hour Photo. Do so, man. You- you'll really enjoy it. Yeah. Um, it's a bit of a slower movie, but it's, it's-, it's just a great flick. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, let's uh we can we can play a little bit more of his stand up here on the way out to remember him, but um in the meantime, Ty, just know that Robin Williams is in heaven. Mm-hmm. He, he got to those pearly gates and uh, the first thing that came to my mind was uh <laughs> him getting to the pearly gates and going, "Hello!" <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire style. Oh, I love that. Yeah. With frosting all over his face. God laughed his head off when he saw that, too. <laughs> You cracked this shit up. Oh uh, shit! Yeah, let's. Uh, we'll end this one here, but um, you know, Robin Williams, we speak your name. Yeah. Good night, sweet prince. Our next comedian comes from San Francisco where he performed with the improv comedy group called The Wing. He moved to Los Angeles last winter and quickly became a regular here at The Improv. His humor is reminiscent of the great British comedians. You may have already seen him on The New Laughing. Please welcome Robin Williams.
America, beach and boss country. Thank you. <laughs> California. Okay. <laughs> Fuck a duck. <laughs> Thank you. Cheap shot. No way. <laughs> I would like to do for you now a uh, Japanese science fiction movie, Attack of the Killer Vibrators. <laughs> Here we go. Whoa, somebody's fantasy. <laughs> Here we go. I'd like to thank my father for coming. <laughs> it's okay if I take off coat in public here? So let's keep it. Okay. <laughs> I keep it back on before I... Okay, wow. <laughs> Another reason to legalize abortion in America. Okay. Here we go, Japanese science fiction movie, Attack of the Killer Vibrators. Are there any Japanese people here? You're bullshitting me. <laughs> you are Japanese? Okay, yo, okay. What's the desk of the door? Has it moved away? Your mama, okay. <laughs> Japanese movie, let's have beach in time. Here we go. Vibrators. What's the desk of the door? Has it Thank you. <laughs> Not enough for the Cadillac. <laughs> let's get down. Let's get down here, okay? Soviet no pest trip. More smoke, please. The hams aren't done. Bring them up. I would like to do for you now. As you know, in Soviet Union, men are men and so are women. I like you, hairy like me. Would like? Can I move this? It's uh, blocking your sideline, no? Oh, thank you. <laughs> It's nice to have deaf people here. Here we go. Okay. Thank you. Hung like a bear. Just kidding. Howdy. Want to have the brains of piss ant? That's right. Learn to become a redneck in your spare time. Just kidding. Okay. It is all Soviet custom after having good time to bum you out. I would like to do that right now. Before I go on, I want to ask, are there any Hells Angels here tonight? Those pussy whip faggots. <laughs> here we go. I'm just kidding. Oh, here we go. A Soviet poem of pain and suffering. Little Robin, upon my windowsill with tiny breast of red, I brought the window slowly down and crushed the sucker's head. <laughs> it's old, but sometimes works. And now, you're okay. don't go down on yourself, it's okay. <laughs> what are you doing? You all right? <laughs> okay, you're having a good time throwing up, no? Okay. 
Uh, before I go on, I wish to teach you one word in Russian in case you ever go. Can you hear me in the shitty seats over there? Okay, here we go. I wish to teach you one word in Russian in case you ever go to Soviet Union. It's necessary to know. It's a phrase, I'm sorry. A phrase to know in Soviet Union. Rosby, Vospayine Shosby. Why am I under arrest? Okay. We are ready now. Save that water for the shortage. Here we go. It's now time I would like to do for you. This is some culture among the caca. I would like to do Shakespeare's only unknown work, so that's the way you lick it. This is the final monodrag of the character Sublet. Oh, stop. For this piece, may I have a touch of mood lighting, please? Just the mood lighting? Can you dim the lights? Fuck it, I'll do it myself. Just bring down the lights. Get the t oh, you're following me. They're after me. They're after me. Oh, no, they're after me. <laughs> Siberian mime. Here we go. Prepare now for Shakespeare for this. For those of you on acid, this is a frisbee. <laughs> so like this. Here we go. So like to move the wall. Does not matter here. I'm a strong dude. Okay. Dim the lights. Just down. Just a touch. God damn you, I'm gonna blow it off if you don't dim the lights. Okay, here we go. Shakespeare. It's a bleak night, my lord. Look! The moon like a testicle hangs low in the sky. <laughs> this boat's not well. I do sweat verily, my bows do fall off. Aye. I must get from the hence the stage a non post taste past Gucci, past leisure suit. Ah, <laughs> uh, Kendall, it's to warm myself. I will take it. Ah, uh, my sister Hernia, what news? <laughs> Ah, uh, tis pity. I must wa- Ah! Sucker burns! <laughs> but I shall use the prop, for now it is truly time to get off. Let's ruin the lens. No, I will not. Look! Cheap lighting. <laughs> I shall wander over here to the shitty seats. What news? Up, oh, a man protests. Let us get a larger crowd in here. Free cocaine! <laughs> There's no luck. Does anyone have drugs to ease my pain? <laughs> my kingdom for a quaalude. <laughs> Tis good. There is but one choice to end my life. Now I must suck wax. <laughs> Nay, it is not worth it for so small a crowd. I shall wander hence back to the stage. It's almost over. Behave. I am back. There is no nope here. My lips, they fail me. Here, take this. I made it for you in shop. <laughs> it is the end. I must go, for I cannot come here. But yet, <laughs> it has been brief. It is over. And the lights do turn bright. You're not gonna help me, are you? I must bid you adieu. 
and say once again anon post haste. I have no ending for this play, as you can see, I'm up Chick Creek without a paddle. <laughs> I cannot jive too many people for that. I will try to escape now. Oh, you're still here. There is no hope. Perchance the lights will dim and save me. Can you dim them now? <laughs> Please, I'll give you money. Ah, uh, there is no hope. I shall pluck my hair out and die that way. <laughs> there is too much of it. This is the end of the play. I must bid you adieu and never again darken these halls. But simply remember this, that all tennis players never die. They merely lose the fuzz on their balls. <laughs> wow, Sal. You know, brothers and sisters, I want to take you now to the church of Reverend All Satisfaction and his church of the multiple comings. Thank you all, brothers and sisters. Can I get an amen from you right now? God bless you. Can I get a woman too? Brothers and sisters, you know it takes two to tango, one to nasty, and three to have a kinky time. Can I get another amen? God bless you. I know it's late. We'll all be sweating soon, but it's over. Brothers and sisters, I want to know how many people here tonight, after the show, are going to go home and sow wild oats. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. God bless you, sister. I'll come out there and tell you quickly there. <laughs> I'd like to show you something special right now, but I'd like to ask this row to move back. Okay. Dear, dear sister, do you feel the need to be healed? Yes. I know you can walk without that chair. Are you ready, dear sister? We're going to have a miracle here right in our very midst. Dear sister, give me your hand. I hope to God you're not a real cripple. Can you feel me, dear sister? Do you know? To Jesus. For those of you watching on your television sets, I want you to grab the back of your TV and get a shot for Jesus. <laughs> Let me have just a sip here, dear brother. The Reverend likes this stuff here. <laughs> Our cheap wine always gets me off. Here we go. Dear sister, are you ready to be healed? Can you hear me? Do you speak English? Here we go. Get ready now. Can we get one last amen to get the poor girl? God bless you, brother. The human penis is here. <laughs> We're here. Are you ready, sister, now? Ready. Can you feel the need now? Let's give her one amen and we'll heal this young girl. Stand, sister. Are you ready? Amen. Come on now. Yes. I'm going to drag your ass up if you don't do this. Can you hear me? Tyler, give me your hand. All right, you ready now to walk for Jesus? Can you do it? <laughs> My God. You have just listened to Complete Sentences with Ty and Rocky K. Please feel free to email us at completesentencespod at gmail.com.